Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game. Oh, for sorry. God's sake. I was, just, I was gonna gesture towards the tree. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. We have just, by which I mean yesterday, opened all of our tat. You can tell by the way we use our walks and also our voices that we're a little bit tired uh, mm-hmm. because it was a mammoth session because you were all so incredibly generous. So generous. So generous. Six and, and a half hours. We've you see, a we've little, got a little bit of generosity on screen right now. Some if you're Christmas watching on YouTube. decorations. We've got sent a tree around. with some bor- bor- bourbons and yes. some special special decks. Custom bourbons mm-hmm. from. See yours on the tree. It might just be because it's around the back or something. So don't and worry. It looks small. Doesn't mean that, yeah. Camera. Um, it also looks like my, the perspective means it looks like my microphone goes into the tree. Oh, it's yeah. It's like that David Cameron clip where the news report goes, well, I don't know why I was talking to a yes. tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, this is one of the few things that we will be showing off pre-release of the TAT video because mm-hmm. obviously we don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. So if you have sent stuff to us, there was only one thing that didn't come through. We only got one slip. So well done, everybody. Mm. Uh, you know, one slip asking for additional postage and stuff. Uh, so we will show it off. We will decorate our set and so on the streaming area, probably in the new year with all of our new, new stuff. stuff. We got Yeah, we got yeah. new friends and things. But this will be just because it's Christmas related. Obviously, we want to show this now. So thank you to everyone on the Discord who took part in this secret tree decorating yeah. endeavor. What a great idea. This is our video game podcast, though, and each and every week we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. Ashton, you have the ad read this week. I do. It is on your hand. It's written on my hand. I woke up this morning and someone had written it on my hand. That's weird. Um, I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to... There's a couple of just random things on here, so we're just going to go with however the mood takes us. uh, eggs. Yeah, pretty much. When you say that, you mean there is a full professional signed, sealed, and delivered ad read on Mm. your hand. Okay. There's a QR code that when you scan it, it puts bitcoins into our company wallet. You're not going to make this up on the spot. No. What's the ad read, Ashton? The ad read is, of course, we're coming towards the end of the year. It's the Christmas season. We've had Black Friday, but that's not all that so happens. You're not even reading that in your hand. How did you do that? Memories. You're just glancing down like really fast. It's gone into my skin. Yeah. Oh, and you absorbed, absorbed it into the your brain. The ad read. That's brilliant. That's why you got the hat on. Otherwise, yeah. your head would swell up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my it. full forehead is just bright, like 
pen blue okay wow um Anyway, pen as I was blue. saying, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Can you go to Dulux and get pen blue? Anyway, we're coming to the end of the year now, and I don't know if everyone's seen, but PlayStation are doing a little something for for gamers, a little end of the year sale. But they've got a little subcategory of their end of year sale that's called. Oh, no, I'm going to do the games first. Okay. That has got such games on it as Mold Cyberpunk. Oh. AC Vodkala. Sorry, say that again. AC Assassin's Creed. Yeah. yeah. Vodkala. Vod- vodka Kala. being vodka. synonymous with Christmas, Kala. of course. Yeah. Um, you've got Doom Bar. Okay. You know. Mm. That's a drink. And you've also got, in the, the spirit of things, in the spirit. Ratchet and, and Clink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, of course... The PlayStation end of beer sale. Oh, wow. Okay, that made more sense. Beer is over. You have to drink all these things instead. And Assassin's Creed Vodka, of course, fitting into the beer end of beer sale because the beer is over, right? Yeah. So they're not only selling beer that's discounted. It's end of beer, but like, you know, all alcohol is welcome. All alcohol is welcome. (laughs) We all want to be alcoholists. At Christmas, you don't just drink beer. You drink all alcohols. Was it also completely unintentional that you said in the spirit of things? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I can see it. It says it on her hand. Yes. It's clink, in, in the, the spirit, spirit of things. things. Clink. Clink. Ratchet and clink. That's amazing. I can't wait to buy all of those discount alcohols. Well, unfortunately, you can't because it's not real. You're a filthy liar. Oh, I wrote this How on dare myself. you? You've ruined Christmas. That's disgusting. Mm. Uh, no, we're not sponsored by the end of beer sale. The place that, For some reason, the PlayStation end of beer sale. <laughs> we are, in fact, sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this show. And very soon, we'll be opening up uh, sort of our game of the year discussion. We'll be doing our first show back in January as always our game of the year show. So keep an eye on the Patreon if you would like to contribute to that and vote and have your voice heard, so to speak, because we'll be running through our games of the years and also the uh, Patreon voted game of the year as well. Uh, the top five that I've is. I've got a couple of games I need to play over Christmas in case I want to include them. Got to do homework. You've yeah. Got to cram. Mm. Um, <laughs> but there's loads of other rewards and tiers available. Weirdest games ever early. Worst games ever early. The After Dark podcast. The, uh, the sort of Discord game afternoon night <laughs> sessions that you can do with us. Party Loads play. of stuff. And also, of course, something we don't talk about very often. If we get how many patrons was it? A thousand? I can't remember how many patrons. I'm going to say 2,000 patrons. Citation needed. We will host BillyCon and everyone can come and come to some sort of triple jump convention. convention. Can we not just have Rubicon instead? Rubicon. Well, we've already got Rubicon though. We have Rubicon. We have BillyCon at home. home. There it is. It's Rubicon. Mm. So do consider going to um, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and supporting us there if you can. Thanks. Uh, you can also... Oh, hush. Peter. Peter. So you can also support us, of course, by going to triplejump.com forward slash... No, not not, not that. No. Facebook.com forward slash... Triple... Team Triple Jump. Oh, my God. Facebook.com forward slash... Team Triple Jump. Do you see how last week why I read it off the podcast? Yeah, I do thing. now. It doesn't even say it. just says Triple Jump Facebook. I think that's what confused me. Oh. Triple Jump. So Facebook. It's, your fault. <laughs> it's not that. Please go and follow us on Facebook. Mm. If we get 10,000 followers, we can monetize our content. We will not stop asking until we get there. So please, 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 please. help us. Thank please. you. Thanks. Thank you. It's time to answer some quick. 
Oh, careful, Bobbles. Oh. Questions. Oh. Uh, it's from Samuel Benson. Hello, Bap. Hello. Hello. What are some of your winter comfort games? Oh. Thanks, Samuel. Good Thank question. you, Samuel. Thanks, Good Samuel. question. I have various um, films and TV shows that I go to every year and uh, as a ritual watch them, but I don't have any games that I always would say I'm going to play this at Christmas or every winter. Mm. Uh, however, I have brought a couple of games that I know would you know, suit that best for me, that that mood. Little Inferno yeah. has streamed mm. um, two years ago now, I think, uh, over, I think just before lockdown. Um, at, oh, I don't know when it was, but it was like, a, it was a Christmas stream. Winter 2019. Winter, winter stream, yeah. yeah. And that is, by its very design, a cozy Christmassy game. Um, well, it's not Christmassy, but it's snowing outside and everyone's just huddled around their fires, burning things. And... Um, there are a few Christmassy things that you can burn, actually. Little elves and toys and things like that. So, you know, just burn. Are the elves alive? Burns, yeah, I think okay, they are. Okay, I think okay. when you burn them, they start going... Or stuff That's like that. classic elf behavior. Yeah. It is. Um, other than that, though, if I really wanted to get into a cozy, perhaps Christmassy, wintry spirit, I'd probably just like play some old PS1 games that reminded me of my childhood because, you know, it's all kind of synonymous and nostalgic and warm and cozy so you know you'd catch me cash me on my spiros and, and my cash bandicoots probably um and maybe maybe some other stuff too but that sort of thing would make me feel very warm and cozy at christmas and winter oh that's lovely oh nice and um, yeah like you i don't have any specific games that i go back to every winter but like a vibe of a game is normally one of two things. Either I play a game that is wintry in nature, so like the first part of Horizon Zero Dawn or some of The Last of Us come to mind, uh, and because that's the vibe that I'm experiencing outside. Like it's snowing today, which mm -hmm. is very exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, well, it has snowed, just not snowing anymore. I can't feel my fingers in this um, And Or alternatively, I'll play a game that's in a hot climate to make me feel warm inside and remember what it's like when it wasn't the winter times anymore. So things like like Far Cry 6 is all obviously like a tropical island, which is very different to what we're experiencing in England at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I like it because it, I'm like, oh, the sun. Imagine swimming in that nice blue ocean under mm. the beach. And, and the occasionally nice walking sun. on top of it and then being under, and then yeah. you sort of oscillate. Maybe, you know, the two. getting blown up by a rocket launcher sometimes. Yeah. Getting you hit know. by a boat, yeah. Yeah. It's like that bit in The Simpsons so where nice. the heating's gone in the church and Reverend Lovejoy is describing hell to everyone going, burning pits of sulfur and they're all going oh, I think <laughs> oh. sounds lovely yeah. yeah but yeah those are probably the kind of games I'll play it's quite it's funny how like you play games that are kind of weather dependent I think because when it is really hot like we were saying during the summer you don't really want to play a game that's really hot in nature because you're already sweating your balls off yeah so yeah those are the games I play. Mm. What about you, Ben? I'll tell you, I should have folks for asking. Um, I, I don't really have a sort of go-to warm, cosy game. Mm. I, I do replay games, but not specific ones at specific times of year yeah. necessarily. Mm. If I were to go with a wintry-themed game, though, that I do like to have a devil in it for what I remember, it's the Borderlands 2 expansion, Marcus Saves Mercenary Day. Oh, yeah. Which is like the little Christmas theme. It's got Tiny Timothy or whatever the ripoff is, the mm. legally distinct Tiny Tim. Um, and you just go around this little 
perfect Christmas town, and you create some snowmans. You yeah, you kill snowmans, and you save the day for the townsfolk. And it's it's sort of about maybe an hour and twenty minutes long. It's not that long mm. at all, but it's it's so lovely. It's mm. such a lovely little game and it's even got a raid boss in it where you fight a giant snowman dangerous snowman mm. but i do like that a lot that's more of just what are your favorite christmas games though i don't necessarily have a a winter comfort game mm. I'd, i'll just be playing whatever is on my plate at the yeah. time yeah do you have a general comfort game like a game that you will go to just kind of like when you don't I mean, know even then because i thought about that i was like well what what would i just go to for for any comfort but i mean Again, I think like just playing something that you you know that you love is obviously a, an easy thing to do. But you know, we talk enough about what are your favourite games on this podcast in, uh, enough. So mm. other than the obvious, um, I don't know if I've got something that I would turn to in that sense. Yeah. Apart from just going back and playing some some of the the big ones for me, we've all got our fabs. Mm. Have you? you got one? Um, I don't think so either. I think it is just you know I'll probably. Like I've probably played Borderlands. Quite like going back to that and just running around in it for a bit, depending on. I don't really like having to start a game again, though. That's my only thing. If it's a game that I've kind of got partway through and I can kind of jump in in the middle, that's fine. But I'm not really a big fan of like starting again because I always find the opening part of most games just tedious. So if I've half finished a game and then left it and then I keep going back to kind of like tidy things up at the end, then I kind of enjoy that more than mm. jumping back into a fresh game. Thinking about a game, actually, I wouldn't necessarily consider one of my all-time favorites, but that I, w I do find very sort of comforting. I would say Oblivion, actually. I, if I, you know, had to play something that would make me feel a bit warm and cozy, maybe, mm. maybe that. Um, my Spotify Unwrapped, apparently my second favorite genre of all time, well, this year, is medieval. Oh. <laughs> and that's Great. because I've been listening to... The Oblivion and Skyrim soundtracks. But first I was like, what? It hadn't set, like named any songs yet from <laughs> that were in that genre. I was like, I've not been listening to Medieval. What the hell? And then it was like, oh, Jeremy Sewell, you've been listening to a lot of. Oh, I was like, yes. Oh, okay. yes. Famed medieval yes. musician, Jeremy Sewell. <laughs> uh, that is weirdly one of the games that I am more than happy to start over and over again. Same with most Borderlands games, to be honest. Mm. I, like, I love starting certain games. And then yeah. when I've played for about four or five hours i start thinking oh, i can't be asked anymore yeah i just yeah. thought i like creating my character and getting set up mm -hmm. same with pokemon as well i'll happily start a new pokemon game and then just sort of get tired and bored after yeah. especially in I, I think in the like probably borderlands as well but in something like oblivion you value items a lot more like mm. when you, oh a steel sword gotta get gotta steal this you whereas know? when you're you know a bit more up there and you're picking up all these like you know decent you know, steel daggers and stuff. And you're like, oh, screw this. Don't need this anymore. Yeah, what a Iron waste arrows. Of time. Get out of here. I would, uh, Borderlands is very much a comfort game for me, though. That's one that I just go back to over and over and over again. In fact, I've been playing some Borderlands this week. Mm. Mm. I don't want to talk about that. I forgot I play The Sims quite a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably one that I'd go to. Just muck around and build a house for a bit. And then when I, the house doesn't turn out how I want it to, then I just stop playing mm. and just delete the house. <laughs> And all the people in it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry just, about it. Just thanos out you. all of these uh, You're not sentient perfect. beings. You're making me more sad. <laughs> like You're off. Between us, we have just changed this question into, what oh, games yeah. do you start and then just stop <laughs> playing? But Samuel Benson knew that, though. Yeah. yeah. And he knew. He incepted that in our minds. Thank you, Samuel. Thanks, Samuel. But I think it's time to do a segment we've never, ever done before. Oh, We're starting whoa. it for the Christmas season. Oh. It's, of course, what we play in. Oh, oh. we're, we're 
It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we play. Peter, what you play. I was at my parents' house for a few days and did not play games because they do not have a games console. Oh, rubbish. Boring. How did you survive? Gross. I just went up on their really old uh, like Windows 8 computer and played Gross. Like, like pinball. Oh. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> Spent time with the family. That's even worse. Oh. A really old Windows 8 computer. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. I but when since I've uh, since I got back, got home, I have played some more GTA 3, and I played a little bit of Vice City as well. I've not actually finished GTA 3, but I thought you know I'm I'm willing to. Mm, you having your dessert before your before your vegetables, Peter? Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it, but Jesus, I spent one night. Uh, just it took me. Like two hours to do two missions on GTA wow. 3 because they were really hard. Um, and I think mostly because of the kind of rubbish controls and slightly bad okay. game design that has not aged well. So right. there's one where um, in Staunton Island, the second island of the three, there are, um, well, throughout the game, there are pay phones where you can answer the phone and people give you missions over the phone. Um, and there's this guy who's part of the, the Yardy uh, gang mm. and... He says, oh, um, there's a car that I left some like merchandise in and I needed to go and get it. I don't know if it was like a darkjumpshop.com or dark, yeah, tri- triple jump t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So you go there and there's a car in this car park. And when you get in it, uh, these vans pull up and block all the exits. And then it says, oh, no, spanked up madmen. Spank being the drug in oh, GTA 3. Right. Okay. And then Spank. all of these guys run at you with like TNT jackets and they're all going, ha, 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 come here. Ha, 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 and they try and blow you up. Jesus. And if you're lucky, you'll survive one explosion uh, and then the second one will kill you. Or if you're unlucky, one explosion will kill you. Mm-hmm. So you have to get out of the car and you have to shoot all of these guys before they get you. Uh, but also... The vans are constantly spawning new exploding guys. So what you actually have to do is blow up the three vans. Right. But it's difficult to blow up the three vans because you're constantly having to run away from these guys who move at almost the same speed as you. And if they get within about six meters of you, they will blow up and pretty much insta-kill you. It took me like an hour to do that mission over and over. And the reset to it is awful because it takes you back to the payphone and you have to drive all the way to the car park again every single time. So most of the time it's just spent driving um Christ. and then i did the next mission on my actual uh like like do, you know, doing missions for bosses like the main story uh and i don't remember which one that was but again it took me about an hour just because it was not actually very well designed uh and i had to i had to like attack a load of people but every time i attack one of them you know my star rating went up because i'm killing people in the street and the police are like what are you doing so stop doing that Hey, stop. You know that's not okay. So while I'm trying to do this objective and, like, take out all these baddies, uh, I've got, like, four stars. And, like, almost, well, it's not quite the army come after you, but, like, sort of special forces. Mm. uh, The FBI, I think, come after you, um, which is very frustrating. But I am still somehow enjoying it. Okay. And I think it still is purely just that kind of throwback, like, oh, yeah, I remember this when I was a kid, so... Very heavily relies on that, this game, I would say. So uh, still, don't recommend it. I heard there was a patch to help alleviate how awful the rain was. It's either in 3 or Vice City. Is the rain that bad? Like, the rain is it just is, hard to see? The rain looks a lot better now. Yeah, I noticed it change. Uh, that was 
that's a good thing that they've done. Okay. Uh, what was the rain like? So there's two problems with the rain, and I can't think off the top of my head whether problem number two has been addressed. Uh, but problem number one is that it was really quite big raindrops, and they weren't transparent or translucent. They were basically just thick white blobs right. falling down, and like really thick. So they just get all up in your grill, and you can't see what you're doing or mm -hmm. where you're going. Uh, and the second issue with it was, uh, it, it, I mean, it didn't hinder you, but it just looked like absolute crap. Like the rain ripples on the street, the texture of that, a little animated texture, is a tile of about not even a meter square. So you just see this like tiled looping effect as far as the eye can see. Wow. It looked worse than the original version of the game. Like it, it's like something from the PS1 era. This horrible tiled ripple effect. You just see the same tile. You know, like wallpaper on your mm. you can see the loop point on your grandma's wall. It's just like that. But right. it, it's like but rain and like a tiny square so before like it starts fire looping spreading again. in mm. Minecraft. Yeah. Just little <laughs> cubes of fire. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, that looked pretty awful. But they have fixed that, which is good. Good. But, you know, good. They should good. never good. have been like that in the first place. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Oh, dear. Mm. Oh, dear. Ashton. I've been playing... More Far Cry 6. No, no way. Yeah, I've almost finished it. I think I'm at like the final. I'm at the point now where it goes, this will change everything. Oh. Have you done everything you want to do? Um. And I'm like, no, I've still got some side missions. Um, <laughs> but I, I've been really enjoying it and I can't stop myself playing it. Just keep going back to it every single night. Um, it is not a good game. It doesn't work properly. <laughs> Most of the time, there's the worst missions, and oh, actually, weirdly, this last area they've started doing this thing they've not done for the rest of the game where they're like, In this general area, there are 11 of this thing, we'll send you a picture of it, just run around until you find I them. Um, and there was about three story missions that made you do that, and then also a Yaren story, which is like the side quest that also makes you do that. It's like in Esperanza, there's some statues. Go and find them and vandalize them. They look like this. They are scattered all over this area. Have fun. Um, and it tells you that there's like 12 of them and then you just have to run around until you find them. And even if you get, you don't have to get really, really close to them for them to like give you the mission icon. Like they don't just kind of, in your vicinity, if you see one, it doesn't just automatically come up with like, there it is, go over there. Mm. So they're annoying. Um, and also all of the follow missions where you have to follow someone just don't work. There's one mission where I had to follow a dog and the dog like ran out of the area that I was following it. So I followed it and then it just ran back and forth in this small little area for like five minutes and I was just waiting for it to like go somewhere else and it didn't so I had to kill myself to start the mission like that bit again so that the dog would run off and the dog ran like 50 meters I could like see where it was going once it already like set off and actually worked and I was like why did you make me follow this goddamn dog <laughs> so annoying but it does it a lot there'll be like characters that you have to follow that just don't go where they're supposed to go or you need them to follow you and they'll just stand still um yeah i've had to i have actually had to murder 
good people. Yeah, you kill them and then, and then you revive, revive them, them and, and then, then they'll, they'll go. They'll yeah, do, they'll it do does what that they a need lot. to. Um, but yeah, I have almost finished it now. I've done all of the like bases, all of the extra things that they do on the map. There's a couple of things where it's like you have to get tr- to get trophies. I haven't been actively trying to get trophies, but if there's ones I know I can get, then I have been doing them. Like get an FND base silently. Managed to do that one finally. But I didn't manage to do the other bless FND you. base one, so that's annoying. Sorry, bless you. Um, but yeah, I think I'm almost about to finish it now. So then I'll have to play something else. Life is strange. Life is strange. Life is strange. Um, play Life is strange. And yeah, but I've enjoyed it, but it is wonky. Indeed. How's Giancarlo Esposito? Is he well? Yeah, fine, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him very him? often. I haven't killed him yet. but I Almost like what... he wasn't paid enough to be in the yeah, game. Yeah, almost like uh, they built the entire game around him. Uh, well, they the built, entire, built the what? entire advertising. Yeah, <laughs> well, every time you like... So there's obviously every area has its boss that you have to like kill. And every time you kill one of them, they get you get a little cutscene mm. with him and his son. Menacing. Where he's yeah. doing something menacing. And it, it doesn't happen very often. There's like seven or eight enemies in the... And maybe six actually six enemies in the game that after you kill them it gives you the like the cutscene there's like six cutscenes mm-hmm. and then there's a couple where it's like a story mission where it's like maybe another couple of ones with him you only interact directly with him so far in the game in one cutscene at the start Danny oh no you don't interrupt him at the start of the game. You're on that boat, remember? Oh, at the two very start, which was in the E3. Yeah, yeah there's the boat already. one, and then there's another story um, story mission, like halfway through the game, where you mm. interact with him again He's directly. Barely in it. He's barely in it. Um, obviously, his voice is constantly on all of like the speakers and stuff, so you hear his voice most of the time doing the same speech over and over again. But um, yeah. I think we all could have predicted this, though. Like yeah. there was there was no way that this brilliant actor was going to be in this game for more than maybe an hour tops. But the issue is that Far Cry is built around its villains, or you know, it's famous for its. They've been chasing the villains. high of Vars for yeah. nearly a decade now. So you kind of. Uh, not necessarily think, but hope that like, oh, you know, they, they'll they'll go for that kind of thing again. And mm. so I think there was a, you know, an, an unrealistic expectation from some people to think like, oh, here we go. It's, it's your Far Cry villain. But your hopes get up every time. Mm. Pagan yeah. Min, voiced by yeah. Troy Baker. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. I didn't play five, but people like Joseph Seeds. They thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just, they've not done it. They've yeah. not done it justice. We finished the, um, the Vast DLC like the the main part of it they want you to do it like at five different difficulty levels but right. you don't have to um um different difficulty levels but it's even at like level five i didn't do it but mb did and he said it was like not even hard oh okay because you'd already unlocked like all of the weapons and upgraded them uh, and right, you yeah. can carry over your like abilities and stuff that you unlock oh, over good. the game so it isn't actually that hard but it once you've done it once, you don't really want to have to do it again. No. There's no variety in it. Everything's in the same place for every go round you do it. Mm-hmm. So nothing really changes other than how difficult it is per level. But yeah, it's fun for like a couple of hours. It took us like two and a half, three hours to, to finish it. So yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got yeah. it, I mean, you should play it, but... Yeah. If you are going to buy it because it's got Vars in it, eh, maybe don't bother. Mm, maybe not. Yeah. Also, they kind of... Oh. Com- oh. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. All three of us sorry. spoke at the same time then. Uh, sorry. They also kind of um, hint that Vars and 
Joseph from the fifth one are yep. in the same universe. Like it's happening okay. at the same time because in one of the visions that you see of him, he's watching a video that I'm pretty sure was the bad guy from five doing a speech. Okay. But we never like, it's kind of weird that all these things are happening in the same world. Like this world's messed up. Yeah. But I mean. Very chaotic. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the last thing I it's far say. cry 6 i've mm. i've also enjoyed my time with far cry 6 but i agree i don't think it's very good and mm. i think it's going to be a long time before we see another far cry game and it, mm. i don't think it'll look like this mm. uh, it'll yeah. probably be very different was that what you played yeah you okay said, yeah yeah you sound a bit sad about sorry. it <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, i apologize just checking you're okay yeah yeah we have great damn so good <laughs> okay what did you have for breakfast uh, Reese's peanut butter cup. Right. Okay. One. 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 The rest are about. The about. I had one, then I thought half an hour ago. Mm, no, it's not good for me. You know what? Have done this. this already hurts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have played uh, some of the Tiny Tina's Wonderland's one shot. Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Keep. Yes, mm -hmm. that's what it's called. It's got a ridiculously long name. It's the D&D-inspired uh, DLC from Borderlands 2, but they've released it as a standalone thing at a budget price. It's like eight quid. Mm. Um, and you can just play it from start to finish just on its own. And the way that they make it work is that you have to create a new character, level one. But every time you level up, you get two skill points instead of one. Do you um, play as the characters from Borderlands 2? Yes. Okay. You do, yeah. yeah. So you just get access to the usual roster of characters. Um, but they've just sort of made it work in in... On its own. Well, yeah, but like in... In sort of the most screw it, that'll do kind of mm. way possible. So you get a grenade mod for the first time for your level one character, and suddenly Claptrap, who you have not met in this one shot, just gets piped in and it's his audio from the main game. So new players, which is unlikely, yeah. to be honest, that you've got new players coming in, mm. will just hit like, who's this guy? Mm. I'm thought I'm gonna be in a DD campaign, and there's this robot man who's telling me about a like so they've just sort of forced it to be standalone by yeah. taking elements from the main game and sort of making it work. Uh, but I've been playing it with some friends and it, it's fun. And I've played through this one before. I was going to say, have you played it before? I was sort of sprinting through it and mm. not really listening to the dialogue. So I'm trying to smell the roses and and appreciate it a bit more, especially if it's very seemingly very much the basis for this new yeah. Wonderland. It's the game. best DLC for Borderlands 2 by a long shot. Apart from uh, Marcus Saves Mercenary. Well, Game's yeah, Lost, but I mean, is... that's not a DLC, though. That's isn't it, that well, the... it was like just a seasonal story. Seasonal they did a Halloween one as well, yeah. didn't they? And, and a Valentine's Day one as well. Yes, they did. They did. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing more. And if you want it, you can get it. It's got its own platinum and mm. it's super cheap. And you can play four-player online co-op. Hmm. Although weirdly, the I don't know if you had this as well with the mm. original one. I don't know if you can remember, but the cutscenes are like super compressed. So the little cutscene that that precedes the game, so not the actual, because everything there's very rarely cutscenes in Borderlands. Yeah. But the one that sets up the actual Apart game. Apart from the three. Three, there's, there's loads, loads of three. Loads of um, <laughs> The one that sets up the the thing is like. Mm. Yeah, I can't it sounds really, really remember, awful. Like they lost all the original files. Uh, yeah. And so yeah. they've yeah. just. Rip it. They've just had to rip it from the PS3 version and put it in the Handsome collection. And then they've just ripped this out of the Handsome collection. It feels like it's got lower and lower quality mm. each time. But as an experience, you know, it's there and it's good. So you can give that a try if you want. 
Uh, I played a little bit of Resident Evil 6, the best Resident Evil game, playing through that again in co-op. That's fun. Played some Battlefield 2042 last night. Man, I don't really like Battlefield yeah. 2042. You or Battlefield in general. No, oh, not okay. really. No. It's just, I don't think there's any matchmaking going on at all. Right. I am exclusively immediately murdered again and again by people like 40 times my level, literally. Um, who have snipers and they've got like taglines like Battlefield Legend or something. Mm. Right. And it's just, what is, why am I being matched with these gods? I, I, I can't do this. And then, then there's, you know, there's the learning curve of, and I know that I play a lot more Call of Duty than I, than I have done Battlefield in the past. Um, but, you know, the menus are different and the way it controls is slightly different. So I find that when I'm aiming down my gun sights, there there seems to be like it's it's all or nothing when you're aiming with mm. the right stick. So when I'm trying to track someone at distance and fire at mm. them, I'll just be going, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and it's like that's this feels weird and I can't do it. And it takes ages to unlock sights for your guns. So I'm there aiming with my LMG with iron sights at like this orange speck in the distance. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, someone on PC 300 yards away <laughs> who's level 70 just shoots me in the head. I spawn. While someone's bombing past with a helicopter and I die again immediately. I don't know. I'm not, I don't enjoy it, but it still has the occasional sort of battlefield magic. Yeah. Like you'll be losing and then some, one of your guys manages to capture a point on the other side of the map. Everyone decides to spawn there and you start pushing back across. And so the, the momentum like completely swings back in your favor. So there's good stuff about it. Mm. But as someone who's not, uh, sort of a battlefield veteran, so to speak. Uh, it certainly seems to be not going down so well with fans of Battlefield anyway. And then on top of that, yeah. I'm not very good at it and I'm I'm not having a good introduction to this game by just being murdered again and again and again. I never understand why games like that don't bother putting in skill-based matchmaking. I, I just categorically do not understand because there's no way that you can catch up with no. them. There's no way. Yeah. It's like Call of Duty used to, wasn't very good for it way back when, but like it just, they just, why not? Give us something. It's a funny thing really that like, you know, that's two games there, Far Cry and Battlefield that, you know, as, as a franchise that you sort of hear the names and think, oh yeah, those are big successful franchises, but both of their recent games are sort of mm. not, not doing that well, relatively speaking, mm. no. within their core audience. Like a, it's true, like a lot of people who are Battlefield fans aren't really enjoying this latest one by all accounts or by some accounts. By some accounts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, the other thing I've been playing is Deathloop, yes. which I borrowed from Cultholics Owen Mawson. Thank you, Owen. Hmm. Um, and uh, I started off really disliking this game because again, <laughs> it's a lot to learn and there are so many tutorials. That, like It feels like every time you go into sort of the in-between separate parts of the day before it loops back around again uh, menu, for the first maybe 15 times you're in there, there's a pop-up explaining something different to you and mm -hmm. it, there's there's a lot. And you start off with nothing but it doesn't take too long before you're able to start spending currency you earn during one day or one loop um, on saving weapons and saving upgrades. And then as you start to go through, you're, you're basically, you're untouchable. Like you'll just sprint through things, murdering everyone that you want to, sort of blinking out of sight and disappearing because it's dishonored, mm. essentially. Mm. It's yeah. just dishonored. Um, I think the guy who plays Colt, 
and Juliana are fantastic. I think this was Colt's, uh, the voice actor for Colt's first uh, video yeah. game role as well. Brilliant. I think the the world that they've created is so interesting and it's kept vague enough that you can explore all the nooks and crannies and find details and like little tidbits that explain a bit more about this weird island in this world that you're you're in and why these people are here and why you need to kill them and Colt's mysterious past and stuff like that. And while things do come to light and you do learn um, what's going on vaguely, the ending is not good. And it just sort of finishes and then there's credits. And that, that was really unsatisfying for mm. me personally. Mm. Um, and I messaged Owen about it as well. And he said, yeah, it, he felt exactly the same. I think Fraser same. agreed as well. It's, yeah. it's a shame. It, ju- it just sort of finishes. Um, and that that really is a shame because I, I did go between seeing glimpses of brilliance and hating it to begin with to actually really liking it um, by the time the game was finishing. But yeah, I think it's... They've they've made a really special game here, and it's really good. But it's again a, a lot like, perhaps not as much as with Returnal, but because of its roguelike elements, it's not going to be for everyone yeah. at mm. all. Like it's going to really that first few hours where I was really having a tough time. I think so many people will have or will bounce off it at that point, yeah, um, and not not sort of persist. Uh, but it's it's very good, but it's also a roguelike so yeah. you you have to bear that in mind and uh, it's also extremely cheap at the moment so if you were thinking of giving it a go now's probably the time to mm-hmm. jump into it but uh, i was thinking of giving it a go and then i bought it and then i realized as i pressed pay it's only on playstation 5 oh, no. so now it's a gift for my boyfriend <laughs> who's <been> playing because <laughs> oh, no. i don't have a playstation 5 yet D- damn but there we are that's all i've been playing Oh, I fi- by the way, I finished Deathloop. Oh, I always said that. I got to the end, yeah. didn't I? Uh, I don't know how long it took me to finish. I started playing it on Friday and then... Uh, no, I started playing it on Saturday. And then I played a bit on Sunday. I played a little bit on Monday because I was poorly. I didn't want to play anything. And then I've just sort of played it in the evening. So it's not that long. It's sort mm. of about 15 to 20 hours if you just charge through it. Because there is a narrative that weaves through it. There is sort of a main plot progression. You're basically trying to work out who these people are that you need to take down in one loop and how to get them in the same place at the same time. Because you can only go to one, there are four districts, three or four times of day. And there's like six or seven visionaries that you need to take out. And they're all in separate places at different times. So you all need to, yeah. So basically you need to, you need to go through as many loops as you want to basically to find out information and sabotage things at certain times of the day to make sure that this person ends up going to this place at this time. Mm. Uh, But it's not, you don't have to like make notes or anything yourself. It does track it all for you. Uh, But it's, yeah, as it all starts to fall into place, it's very satisfying. Yeah. Cool. It's good though. It's Mm. a good game. Ends badly. Well. It's time time for for question two. two now. Um, It's time for question two now. Yes. Comes from Cameron Keyword. He says, hello, Thanks, back. Cameron. Hello, back. I call him Mr. Keyword, actually. Another Black Friday has come and gone. What is the best gaming-related deal purchase you have ever made? I managed to pick up K- uh, Kana, Lost Judgment, and Back for Blood for £67 this year. Well, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Mr. Keyword. Thank you, Cameron Keyword. I Question two. don't specifically <laughs> remember 
the the details of like good deals that I've had over the years. I know that I've you know I've I've found some bargains here and there. Um, one that kind of springs to mind, but as I say, I don't know the details. Is that I got my three sixty for a really good price, and I think it came bundled with Halo three as well i mean uh, again not quite sure but i just remember thinking like wow that's good especially given this will probably break after two years after buy another <laughs> one that's a really good price um and also when i was in i think it was in sixth form uh i had a friend who had a ps2 he was he just didn't want anymore uh, and I think mine had just finally conked out after years and years and years. And I was still playing it, although I had a 360 at that time. Mm-hmm. I would occasionally go back and, you know, play some PS2 games or PS1 games on it. Um, and he was like, oh, I'll, you can you can buy mine off me if you want. I was going to sell it. I was like, oh, yeah, fine. So he brought it in like the next day and uh, he sort of handed it over to me. And then he sort of looked at me and was like, so um, so what do you what do you what kind of price are you thinking? Oh, no. And I was like, oh, uh I don't know. What about you? Like, I didn't know this guy that well, but I knew him well enough. He was certainly a friend of a friend. Um, and we just sort of awkwardly, you know, I didn't want to go in too low and offend him. And I, and I also didn't know actually what is the ballpark figure for a, a pretty old PS2. Mm. So he went, uh, what, 20 quid? And I was like, I mean, I could either say yes to that, which seems a good price to me, or I could, I mean, he seems to think we're haggling here. So I was like, 15 oh, and he went okay. yeah okay <laughs> all right so that, right okay so, the art of the deal yeah. by peter austin we're both just like really britishing our way through it like um oh well i, I, really... I couldn't possibly <laughs> uh, uh thank you, you, you very much you can just have it yeah isn't it crazy much. you used to be able to buy that kind of stuff from your friends for like nothing yeah i used to buy game boy colors from people at school for a fiver yeah they just didn't want them anymore it's like oh yeah fiver i can buy malwams and stuff with that yeah exactly yeah <laughs> So uh, I bought that for 15 quid and it still works. It's the one I'm still using. So, and it had like two controllers with it as well and some, you know, bits and bobs. So, uh, nice. you know, that was, I think that was actually a pretty good deal. 15 mm. quid. Yeah. That's really good. Mm. Ashton. Well, I haven't haggled any of my friends for a cheap PlayStation, but. My um, friend gave me a PS2 last Christmas because he had like five in his house. Wow. Yeah. He was, he was moving house and he just had boxes of old PS2 stuff. It just gave me a PS2. Mm. It's great. Fair. That's the best deal I've ever had. Yeah. My dad got a good deal when I gave him a PlayStation 4 for Christmas. Yeah. But he didn't seem to know that he got a good deal. He was like, oh, thanks. I was like, I didn't get you a golf game, though. He was like, oh. No. Well, then it's worthless, isn't <laughs> it? You got me a plastic I'll cube. get myself a golf game then, I guess. <laughs> I'll hit this PS2 with my golf clubs. <laughs> um, I managed to get Far Cry 3, 4, and 5 for a tenner. On wow. the Steam sale this year. Wow. That's good. It was pretty good. Uh, I, I still haven't played Steam. any of them. No. Well, I've half played Fast, oh, Far Cry 3, <laughs> but I haven't finished it yet. Yeah, I haven't even um, thought about stuff I bought on Steam, but yeah. I must have got some stuff. You know, you yeah. get games for like 99p sometimes, like really good ones. Yeah. I mean, Steam, there's always some kind of weird sale going on or like mm. some random day where they're like, this game, there's normally £45. It's a tenner this week. It's free. Take it. Take you it. Idiot. Do you know what? Have it. Just go, just take it and get out of my sight. Yeah. We will pay you to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good deal. Um, but normally, like, if it's a game that I want on PC or something, I'll just use, like, CD keys or CD keys somewhere to get a good deal on. Because most of the time you can find a cheaper price than what they list for on Steam bit, and stuff. Bit torrent, that one? No? No, don't do that. 
it's bad. Couldn't possibly comment no. on that. No. I've never torrented a PC game, ever. No, I haven't. I've never torrented a game in my life. Me neither. Um, Movies and TV shows, however. Well, we won't talk about that. I've illegally downloaded editing software in the past as well. Oh, yeah, mm. me too. Yeah, so I've been... when I was starting out in this me industry, well. and I could not possibly yes, afford. Yes, starting out. <laughs> <laughs> I've very recently yeah. been getting several angry pop-ups from Adobe, and I've finally relented and uninstalled my Indeed. my naughty versions. <gasps> uh, but, so cheeky. Yeah. I just um, want to use Audition. That's all I want to use. It's not even the one people like. It's not yeah. Premiere or Photoshop. Just leave me alone. Just let me have one app, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's the only like vivid memory or vivid memory, like specifics I can think of is Far Cry for a tenor. But there's definitely some games that from like CX. I think I managed to get Little Nightmares 2 for like £15 in CEX, mm. only like a couple of we- months or something after wow. it came out. How much did you get Life is Strange for? The game <sighs> you're going to play next. Well, it was really expensive, actually. Yeah. I had to give Ben Potter my friendship for like two months before I got it. it she's really just, she just had to put up with me saying, have you played Life is Strange yet? Have you played Life is yeah. Strange yet? Have you played Life is Strange It's yet? still in my PlayStation. Like, I, I haven't taken waste. it out since I like, started waste. playing well, the other games. the disc inside the console. <laughs> yeah. So every time you turn it on, it's, it's just right there. there. It's being and then used. I, and then I go straight to Far Cry instead. So you're which just is right next spinning to Ben's <laughs> disc every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not... it's getting a workout. Yeah. It's getting to work out. Getting warm. I'm so close to finishing Life is Strange. I will f- I will finish w, it. I thought you'd done I thought you just started it. Didn't realise you'd played much of it. Uh I I'm at like the the day six or something. I don't even know what that means. Um I've just I've just figured out <laughs> what happened to the other girl. Oh uh, yes. Day one is the day your your grandma learns how to the controls for going into space. <laughs> oh yes, of course. That's like Peter's smiling, he's building something, but I don't know where he's going. <laughs> And day six is when it's not that day one. No, sorry, to... it's day two. Your grandma day learns two, how to yeah. go to space. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to learn the controls first, and yeah. that's the field that ukulele has. Yeah. Simon Miller, <laughs> thank you, Simon 2017. Miller. Thanks, Simon Miller. That's the feeling ukulele has. Yes. It's been <laughs> right. a while since we've referenced Simon Miller in the podcast. Mm. So, well, directly we 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 do a lot of. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Right, well, that's true. Yeah, be positive. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, Ben. Hello. Do you have any good dealios that you managed to get? I sure do. Uh, I did one as part of the Black Friday sale on PlayStation a couple of weeks ago. I split uh, my account. I share it with a friend and vice versa so we can share games with each other, mm. which you're not meant to do, but you definitely can. It's and okay. They, Me and ben they do don't that. do anything about it. Um, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 was £20. Oh. So I paid a tenner for it. I think you mean mulled cider punk. Sorry, what was it? Mulled cider punk. Yeah, I paid £20 for mulled cider punk, uh, split it with my friend, so I only paid a tenner, and I'm not going to play it until the PS5 upgrade is available, but it just feels like when it comes out, they're going to pump that price right back up. Yeah. So why not just spend a tenner now? My cyberpunk disc play it later. is still in its plastic, as it has been since last Christmas when I got it. Oof. Waiting patiently for the PS5 upgrade yeah. that may never come, as they have now decided they're working on the DLC and not cyberpunk yeah, upgrades anymore. They've said it, it'll be out at some point next year, so we will... Flipping way, but anyway, I feel like a tenor is probably as low as it's going to go yeah. for a very, very long time. Yeah. So yeah. that's that was that was a good purchase, good deal, I think. a good deal. I am not sure of any others, but I had one in my brain that I thought of a minute ago. But it's gone. Sorry, Sorry, did I talk and it went? No, no, <laughs> I talked and it went. Oh, okay. It just no, it just went on its own of its own accord. But that's fine because we've got to move on to. Some... 
We've got to move on to something a little bit strange. A little bit peculiar. A little bit weird, weird news. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. Time for some weird news. First, though, we've got to talk about our podcast producers, the wonderful people who went to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and supported us at a very specific tier. Mm -hmm. That means they get a shout out right here in the middle of the podcast and they get named as a podcast producer. Peter, right here, right now, we've got right now, right here, Checker Omega, Sean Legg. Trick 24. Evan Breidenbach. G.Y. Goliath. Ellie Nicholas. Hutcher 10. Melody A. Bonnet. L. Bonnet. I always say that wrong, sorry. Melody L. Bonnet. Harrison Callan. <laughs> Dylan. Gabrielle Philippink. Adam Dawson. And Katie Garrett slash Jared. Now do weird Woo! news is what it says. Mm-hmm. We're not going on to the next question. We're going to do weird news. Did you know you can submit weird news to us? We do a post earlier in the week on Facebook and Twitter. If you reply in the comments or just reply on Twitter, you can send us weird news and we might Someone choose it. Someone on Facebook was like, do they ever even use news from Facebook? Yes. Yeah, I've used Last week, I think two of us used news from Facebook. And I've got Facebook. one from Facebook right now. Well, this was sent on every possible platform. Yes, mm. even from a few of our staff as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this one was uh, initially submitted to me uh, from a, a young boy by the name of Philip Reed. Who's that? Uh, thank you. Hello, Philip. Thank you for Hello, you're watching at home, Philip. Hello, Philip. Philip Reed, age nine and a half. Yes. Uh, it was also sent to us on Twitter and Facebook by Cameron Keywood at Cameron Ke- underscore Keywood. Mr. Keywood. Mr. Keywood. Asked, Mr. Keywood, who asked a question today. Uh, and also Jack Squires via Facebook. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Up yours. Um, this is uh, the write-up I've got here. Uh, one of many is from purexbox.com. Oh, mate, that is pure Xbox. That's pure Xbox, fam. Uh, under the category random. 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 Can you tell that they're part of the Nintendo Life and Push Square family? I think random. maybe. Random. This guy owns 2,706 copies of Sneak King for Xbox 360, and he's trying to get more. <gasps> 
uh, subheading. He's even got a YouTube channel about it. I think oh. this could this could have been us One if each. we'd have kept up our Hanny Montani. Yeah, we could have had <laughs> a, an article written about us in the random. Category. These guys have three thousand cop copies of Hanny Montani, and they want more. <laughs> and they've even got a YouTube channel about it. <laughs> uh, this is written by Fraser Gilbert. Um, remember the Burger King game sneaking for Xbox 360? No. It released back in 2006 as a freebie with the purchase of value meals at the fast food restaurant and ended up reportedly selling over 3.2 million copies as a result. One of the best-selling games of all time. Yeah. Incredibly. Mm, I want a Burger King. Incredibly, Redditor No Mercy Video took to the social media platform over the weekend to show off his collection of 2,706, and then in parentheses there's an exclamation mark, Copies of the game, which ended up going viral across the web with Whoa. hundreds of thousands of views. Uh, and there is a picture, I'm sure you guys have seen it already, of... Oh, I shouldn't have pressed mm. it. It's opening it in Twitter I watched now. some of his video on his YouTube channel. Did you really? Yeah. You gave him a view. I did give him a view, yeah. Uh, there it is. Wow. You've it's a seen lot. it already. I, I hope think... he's recreated that scene from Breaking Bad where he lies on the money. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that if if sure that's he really was my my partner in life, a life mm. partner, if you will, and this was what was in our like one of the rooms in the our sneak, house, the sneak king room. Yeah. yeah, I think I'd have to question myself whether this was worth it. Mm. Well, if, I'd say it's me were, or the sneak king. If you were with that person, you'd be all in. You'd be, you'd be the sneak it. queen. You'd be the sneak <gasps> queen, and you I would be, be just as excited queen. about finding new copies of Sneak King. As He's he my sneak king, and I'll be his sneak queen. His sneak princess. That's weirdly sweet. Mm. <laughs> so what's with the ridiculous collection of Sneak King games? According to the Redditor, it's simply a humorous hobby of his, stating that it, it had an unusual release through a fast food chain. It's a funny game, and it makes me laugh. And yes, you can keep up with this journey via his YouTube channel called Sneak Kings with a Z, which only has a couple of episodes so far, but is dedicated towards his attempt in trying to collect every copy of Sneak King he possibly can. You've got to love these ridiculous stories. Best of luck to you, Sneak King fan. Um, and then there's a little quote uh, in there as well that says, if they are worth something someday, we are rich. If they are worth nothing, it's a funny story and journey. It's a funny story. So funny. Already. Already. Random. Do you think uh, if he doesn't already, he will one day end up with the copy that we used to have at Vidiots? Surely. Maybe. It'll find its way to him. Mm. Amazing. My weird news comes from Twitter. Michael Milan at Lord of Penguins, the O's being zeros. And this comes from Nintendo Live. Oh. Written by Thomas Whitehead. Random. Random. The Steve Aoki X Sonic concert is a weird way to pass an hour. And it definitely is. I watched the first like minute and a half and I was like, this is weird. Mm. Random, if you will. It's been quite a year for Sonic the Hedgehog, now 30 years old and perhaps losing a step. It's <laughs> a good start. Have you, have you got all your steps? Actually? Losing a yeah, step. Yeah, but I don't understand what that is. Is that a phrase? Losing a step. Yeah, as in, you know, slowing down a bit. Oh, okay. Not not quite as good as it used to be. Mm. After the big three and oh, it's all downhill. There we are. Then in square brackets, wait, are you having a midlife crisis, Ed? Yeah, the editor. Close brackets. Editor. 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 Oh. Jab at why Thomas. Why would they just, why can't they just, uh, whatever. 
We don't all know how these articles just, are written. Just TikTok dance it to me. I, don't <laughs> I, have always, I have always thought it's a bit weird when editors put notes in, inside other people's articles. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's sort of a wink and a nudge. It only ever appears in random, random. articles, usually. Okay. The Switch iteration of Sonic Colors Ultimate could have certainly been better, but we'd argue that the... St- we, but we'd argue that the Sonic 30th Anniversary Symphony was a genuine highlight and delight. It's even on Spotify in all of its glory. For every high, Sonic fans know there has to be a low, depending on tastes, of course. Sega teamed up with Steve Aoki for a crossover concert that you can see at the top of this page. It's basically Aoki doing a normal gig in front of a green screen with some iffy animated Sonic backgrounds. Nice. If you watch it na- uh, natively on YouTube, there is an option to move the camera and it supports VR if you have the gear. Mm. Aside from a few little Sonic musical nods, it's mostly Aoki doing his thing, as we've as we've suggested. So take it from that what you will. Um, for our money, the Symphony concert, which had also had awesome sets by Tomoya Otani band and Crush Forty, is far better option below for your viewing pleasure. And it says, what will Sega get up to for in five years for the 35th anniversary? We're both terrified and intrigued by the possibilities. Can I show you a bit of it? Because I want yeah. to show you. I yeah. want to show you Sonic dancing to Steve Aoki. Okay. Quality-wise, looks like trash, but trash. All right. Wow. Can I have some HD, please? 8K. Yeah, it's in 8K as well. Wow. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a bit, bit juddery. Real juddums. Yeah, we're zooming in. He's 30. Mm. Okay. I don't know what's happening yeah, right what, now. What is the voiceover relevance? Oh, my God. Okay. Is this going to get us demonetized? It might do. Right, okay. There he is. Hold on. There he is. He's saying, hello, everyone. I'm Steve Aoki. Welcome to Sonic. Yeah, and then he's, he's behind a DJ saying, set. Put, mm-hmm. he's put your hand in the, green hill in zone. the air. And then wait, there he is. There's Sonic. Sonic. Sonic's in. He's standing there. Is, does he, he dance? He's waiting. He does. He's blinking. Can you skip ahead a little bit? Will he dance if we skip ahead? Oh, oh there he goes. Oh, my God. It's rubbish. He does that. Oh. He's so cool. He's so cool. Look at him go. He does that for a bit, and then he um, and then he disappears. Yeah, that is crap. Yeah, that's oh, true. Thirtieth anniversary. Happy birthday, well done, Sonic. That's what he deserves. You made yeah. it. My weird news comes from Johnny Mac mm. at Johnny Mac. That you hear that vibrating? Yeah. What is that vibrating? It's like a train going past. Johnny Mac thirteen on Twitter. Uh, this is a news article from PC Gamer. Someone bought a $650,000 NFT yacht for a game that hasn't been released. <sighs> for God's sake. Every Ted time Litchfield. I hear the, NF- the word NFT, I kind of think I lose a year of my life. Mm. What if we took the beloved children's game Minecraft and added the concept of private property, it says. In the latest development of the NFT techno-financial trash fire none of us are allowed to look away from. Is this Luke Plunkett? No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. He's not a PC gamer. It reads like him. Oh, he is a PC gamer. Uh, (laughs) Hypebeast reports that an NFT yacht just sold for $650,000. More precisely, the Metaflower Super Mega Yacht went for 149 WETH, or Wrapped Ethereum. 
Its utility over regular Ethereum eludes me, but crypto people love having multiple barriers of transfers, digital wallets, and withdrawals between the money of the future and the money you can use to pay your rent. I really like the the people saying, if you ever meet a crypto guy, just say, oh, so it's it's like Beanie Babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bet they it love is that like Beanie Babies. The Metaflower Super Mega Yacht's lucky and anonymous owner will be able to enjoy its completely digital DJ booth, helicopter landing pad, and single hot tub in the Fantasy Islands, a self-described luxury real estate development project of 100 NFT private islands comprised of NFT land. Uh, sorry, yeah, comprised of NFT land in the sandbox and, <laughs> and architecturally unique 3D NFT villas on the Ethereum blockchain. God, I just lost like eight years of my life. Are you still with me? No. You're going to wish you weren't. This unimpressive 3D model and, <laughs> and attending luxury resort will live in the sandbox, a blockchain-based self-described metaverse. Its lo-fi aesthetic and emphasis on user-generated content are strongly reminiscent of Roblox, as it as Come is its no. cosmetic-centric monetization, but on a vastly different scale. This is NFTs and the blockchain. So instead of little 12-year-olds sneaking their parents' credit cards so they can look like Thanos, it's adults with fully developed brains dropping $16,585 for the female teacher player model, which isn't even one of a kind. Have I mentioned that the sandbox is still in, in a closed alpha? If nothing else, all of this makes me feel better about buying League of Legends Dunkmaster Darius skin for 15 bucks back in 2014. <laughs> Maybe if the Dunkmaster was on the blockchain, uh, I wouldn't have lost him and my other skins when Riot updated their account system in early 2020. Oh. I do not mourn their loss. If all goes well, hopefully this stuff will all go down like the Hindenburg without taking the global financial system with it. There That's a good write-up. I like It's a really that. good write-up. So yeah, we're going to be hearing about the sandbox soon, maybe. I don't know. But uh, someone spent 650 grand. It's lo-fi aesthetic. Have you well, seen it? You mean it? it looks like crap? Have yeah, you, I have actually you've seen, seen it. The, it's just the, a the blocky... Thumbnail, yeah. It does look like a Roblox yacht. It's just got um, hard, flat edges all around it. Yeah. Rubbish. Wow, I'm so glad we spent money it's on this. so cool. It's so uncool. It's so cool. And... Bad for the environment. It's time for question three. Yes, both of those things are true. This is from John O'Parkin. Oh, could just have a slice of Parkin right now. Penguin. Uh, hello, Bap. Hope you're all doing well. When it comes to games that have multiple endings, how often do you go back to get the different endings? Love your work. Wishing you big hugs and good vibes. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. Um, so there's a couple of things here I would say. Uh, if it lets, if a game lets you just go back to, because sometimes the, the ending just comes down to what you do on the final level, whether mm. you kill or save the person or whatever, mm. you know. And if the game lets you just go back to the last level and replay it and then just do the other one, then I would just do that straight away just to see. Um, if it's if it doesn't have that option, but it's a game I really like, I would probably be tempted to. You know, I might be tempted to replay that game anyway, you know, irrespective of the fact it's got multiple endings. And then, you know, if I'm replaying it, maybe go for something different. Um, on the other hand, though, take something like Bioshock. You know, you can make good versus evil decisions with the little sisters throughout. Mm. I just, like, struggle to, to kill children, you know, in a game. And... I don't. <laughs> no, I do as well. Even though I literally just, like, complained about how NFTs are virtual and aren't real and nothing matters. For some reason, you know, I'm not very good at doing the evil things in any video game. Bioshock's just an example, but, you know, Fable as well, something like that. I was like, oh, but I don't want to 
don't want to do that. So, you know, I kind of feel like some of those endings are a bit harder for me to get than they really should be. This is a guy um, who did a rules boss challenge where he had to yeet as many horses in Red Dead Redemption 2 off a cliff as possible with well, a certain time. Well, hey, if someone and his me mother did not like no, it. No, my mum didn't like it. <laughs> oh, no. It was a, a piece of cake and she was like, oh yeah, I saw, saw that video came out. So I didn't, didn't kind like of glad Vidiot's his ending, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> she pretty much may as well have said that, yeah. Um, so, I don't like hurting animals in games. I hate that games make me kill so many dogs. Far Cry, um, Far Cry so makes you kill animals dogs. all the time. Yeah, killing dogs. I like. Rough. I don't understand. I understand. Like you know, oh, dogs are a really useful tool for like, warfare. warfare and stuff. Mm. But like, so many games make me kill dogs and then make the dog make a sad noise when I've killed. Yeah, them. and I'm like, why did you do that? That was part two, Last and then they're going like, so Bucky, Bucky, no, <laughs> no. my dog. Oh, I was thinking of Last of Us as well. It makes me so mad. Can we just stop making me kill dogs in games, mm. please? I'd yeah. literally rather kill children than dogs. Oh my god! Wow. I that's mean, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather kill dogs. Than children. I would just rather not have to kill either of them. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm not always going to get any evil endings in <laughs> okay. games for these for such reasons. Uh, so sometimes if I'm not too bothered, I might just look up the ending on YouTube and might just be like, I'm, I'm not going to play it all the way through again. I'll just find out what it is. Uh, and then on the other hand, some games have a special ending as an incentive to play the really hard mode. Mm. And I did that. That's the main reason I played Halo 1 all the way through on Legendary, because I heard there was some kind of extra cutscene at the end. And I didn't know what it was. I probably could have found out very easily, but I was like, no, I'm not gonna, not going to look it up. Nope. And oh boy, it's very silly. Um, it's just a, a human soldier and an elite soldier sort of wrestling with each other. And then the big world ending explosion that you've just caused is happening in the distance and they both just look on over the horizon. And then they start making out hardcore. They, and then they, they hug each other. Oh, okay. One of them says, this is it, baby, hold me. And then they, Seriously? they grab that's each the, other. W- that's the words. Yeah. And then as it zooms out, one of them, I can't remember which one, his hands go from the guy's back like down to his ass. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> nice. Then it fades that's out. Great. Played it all the way through a really, really hard funny. game. And then uh, you just see them going, oh, I'll, I'll get you. And then they go, oh, shh. And you see this explosion and then a little bit of bump Bungie coverage. just flips you off. Yeah. Like, ha, idiot. I thought it was great. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't have high expectations either. Like, oh, what if we, we're going to see Chief's face or something. Like, there was no, I didn't know what it would be. I was like, it could be anything. And then it was that. And I was like, yes, correct. Nice. That, that was the right choice. Yeah. Um, Ashton. Um, I very, very rarely will go back and get a separate ending. I don't think I can think of any example, like any games where i've played to get a second ending or the other ending mm-hmm. um outer worlds i played and i got the ending that i got and i know that there's like so many other endings that you can get in outer worlds didn't bother didn't okay because i was like eh, i got my ending i kind of like that that games they're my natural instinct i kind of just play games however i, I don't go in with like i'm gonna be evil or i'm gonna do this i just play it how i think the game should play and i kind of like the when will you learn your actions have consequences situation where like this is what this is how my game ended because this is how I played it and these are the decisions that I instinctively made mm-hmm. I kind of just like that and I don't really feel like I need to see the other endings because yeah. I got the ending that I deserve yeah your yeah. choice um but I mean I watched uh Ben my Ben play Outer Worlds again and get a separate ending i think he actually got two other endings to the one that i got because i just killed everyone just went in 
everyone's dead, I win. Um, but yeah, I don't think I, 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 yeah, I don't really care about other endings once I've got mine. And also most, most time when I finish a game, it then leaves my brain and I don't think about it anymore because I got the ending that I got. So already won. Is it yeah. Nia that's got like 12 endings? It's sure got is. enough, yeah. is it's got enough endings, to, uh, Nia Automata's got enough endings to fill every letter in the alphabet. Yeah, yeah. Some of them six. are really, really short ones yeah. though. Like yeah. you fell off a cliff and you get like a weird little text ending. Yeah. Like, yeah. We never found out what happened because 2B fell off a cliff yeah. and that, that's it. But some of them are proper endings that then lead into different playthroughs mm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I also always forget to like do quick saves and save before I go into like a battle to make a decision or yeah. save at different points where there is a decision that needs to be made. Normally I'll just forget and just carry on with what I'm doing. So I can't just go back to that that one point without restarting the whole game. Mm. So I'm not very tact tactful when it comes to playing games. Just go all the way through it, save as I go and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. But you, Ben, do you get other endings? I'm very much the same as Peter, where if it's a case of reloading a final chapter, I'll do that. Mm. Um, or if it's a case of having to save Scrub to do it, then I'll do that too. Like particularly in Soulsborne games, mm. there'll often be a choice that comes right at the end. Mm. Uh, and if you do it, traditionally when you finish those games they immediately start the next game so you, you go right into new game plus as soon as the credits mm. roll you just wake up with your character and the yeah. world's harder um so i have saved there uploaded my save finished the game downloaded it got the other ending mm. and so on if there are trophies involved and i'm going for the platinum i will naturally play through as many times as necessary to see all the different yeah. endings but more often than not I'll watch them on YouTube. So Deathloop, for example, I got one unsatisfying ending and I was like, what? And then it it doesn't just end. Well, it does, it does end, but as in it puts you back in the game so you can keep playing. Right. Mm. Uh, and so I ran through the perfect final day again, taking everybody out. And then I made a different choice, which was similarly not incredible. Right. At which point I was like, okay, I've seen all the endings that I can be asked to see. And then I looked it up online. It turns out that was sort of it. Mm. But, you know, certain games, I'm happy to just look up the other endings online if I've finished it, you know, especially if it requires an entire other playthrough yeah. or whatever, yeah. as is the case with Bioshock and things like that. So, but that's pretty much it. I think multiple endings are a really cool idea, but sometimes they're far less accessible than they should be. Um, I do like challenge-based ones like Halo, uh, but you know, if you're if it's like Bioshock and you've made a choice as you're going through, and there's an entirely different ending, I would I would love to see that, but mm -hmm. I'm not playing through the whole thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. Mm -hmm. uh, but there we are. There's my answer. It's time, everybody, for something rather large. It is called the, the big, big discussion. discussion. It's big discussion time. Time for the big discussion. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Nick Mellish, who asks, how much do you think fan feedback really hit sales? A lot of people kicked off about Pokemon Sword and Shield, but it still sold extremely well. Should companies listen to fans more, or is fandom a smaller audience than it feels it is? Thank you, Nick. Good question. Mm. Good. Insightful point at the end, actually. I think that's... Uh, it's a good... You know, is is fandom a smaller audience than it feels it is? I know, so I think that's true. I think it, you know, people. The problem is, people are in their own little echo chambers, um, and you know, if you're say uh, following a topic on Twitter where you always get 
sent the latest tweets on a certain thing, you tend to see people saying probably all sort of the same things. Or maybe you're in a very divisive fandom where actually people are arguing all the time. But either way, it's like a group of very passionate people who have opinions on whether that thing should have happened or this design choice or whatever. Mm. Um, but and, and it could be easy then to forget that in the wider gaming sphere, there are people who just sort of buy, oh, that game looks good. They've never played one in the series before. Uh, or, you know, they might just buy something for its multiplayer and they don't care about the story mode, That even if you're complaining about some, a decision that's been made. Um, and I think actually... I don't, I don't even want to like think about it that much, but beyond video game design choices, you know, you've got things like workplace practices. Mm -hmm. I think that Activision, sadly, uh, aren't going to feel as many repercussions as they should because a lot of people won't be clued into what's going on mm -hmm. and they'll be buying the likes of Call of Duty because they think like, oh yeah, the next Call of Duty's out. They don't know what's going on at Activision. No. Um, it's why the lawsuit is the most promising part of it is that they, they stand to mm. really lose a lot of money. I think, it, I mean, to be fair, Activision might be one case in point that, you know, maybe actually there will be some fairly major repercussions just because of the scale of the issue yeah. at this point. But it's something like Ubisoft perhaps where, yeah. you know, they're not really facing huge problems uh, but people who are privy to what's going on are saying, well, that's terrible. You know, mm. you should really sort your workplace out. Mm. But again, you know, in the wider gaming sphere, yeah, there'll be people who, people who like Assassin's Creed or whatever will be saying, oh, great, there's a new Assassin's Creed coming out or something like that. And, you know, they'll just be buying it and playing it. So uh, I think that can really affect things um, in terms of fans feeling like, well, everyone's been complaining about this issue, whether it's a design choice or it's people talking about malpractice, you know, wondering why things aren't happening and it's mm. because money talks and uh if broadly speaking the wider gaming audience is continuing to buy something because they're not perhaps as passionate or um you know as nitpicky as you are about maybe you know something that's happened in pokemon or battlefield or far cry then uh you do have to wonder to what extent it's going to affect future games. Um, and uh, it can be frustrating, I guess, as a big fan of anything, whether it's video games or movies or TV shows or books or, you know, whatever it is. Um, it can be difficult because you feel like, no, but we're the people who really care. We're the yeah. most passionate. Mm -hmm. And actually, in some ways, of the you're the minority. Base. Yeah, which is, you know, it almost seems like a, a kind of a paradox or, a you know, the, the wrong way around. But... Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's difficult being in that position, I think. Yeah, I mean, just from the example that Nick gave, I didn't know anyone kicked off about Pokemon Sword no, I don't and think Shield. I did, really. I, I didn't know I was aware that, like, core fans were unhappy, which very quickly, not to cut you off, Ashton. That's okay, no. Uh, which it. sort of tied back into, I think, the, the sentiment that we saw a lot last year. I want to say last year, the last two years. I don't even know which was no. which. But with the the Pokemon cards and the Happy Meals and stuff, oh yeah. Where the, while there are adult Pokemon fans, I think a lot of adult Pokemon fans lose sight of the fact that Pokemon is for kids. Yeah. And so with each new release that fails like, to be mm. sort of an uh, more, I don't know, uh, all encompassing adult focused RPG Pokemon experience, people get more and more frustrated with it, and that was felt. Far more, I think, with Sword and Shield than anyone else. I bounced off it, but I bounced off loads of Pokemon games mm. recently. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of contemporary Pokemon. 
That's what I see as a Star Wars fan all the time. Like people complaining that like, oh, why did that thing happen? It's like, no, no, it's it's for children. It is mm. essentially, or it was originally, it was written for kids. And now, you know, mm. whether it's George Lucas or Disney, they're struggling to yeah. balance the fact that there's all, the, all these adults. Doesn't mean you can't criticize things, obviously, no. and you can't be passionate about things. But I think there there's more and more of a disconnect, certainly with Pokemon, mm. between people who have been fans since they were kids yeah. and kids who are fans now. Yeah. Um, so that was part of the problem, I think. Please, all in one go. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I wrote, is that there's there's lots of, like, younger fans now that don't necessarily have these preconceived ideas of what these games should be, slash are not in tune to everything, like, say, on Twitter and Reddit and everything, because either they're not old enough or they're in part of the generation that don't care about Twitter and Reddit. Like they're too young, hip and cool. And they don't care about what everyone's saying on Twitter and Reddit. I think there is the vocal minority that are on Twitter and Reddit. But then let me go back a bit. Mm. I think that fan feedback does affect sales, but whether I think that companies should listen to fans more, uh, dunno. Because some of it's really toxic. Exactly. I. Some of the most vocal fans, fans, or the ones that you hear the most, are people that don't necessarily reflect everyone's idea of what the game should be. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's got a female, for example, Horizon Zero Dawn, I know these people weren't necessarily fans, but they are gamers. Mm-hmm. So they were, why isn't Aloy more feminine? Why is she so masculine i don't understand why you 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 know why not make her pretty last of us part two last of us part two as well you know there is always going to be people who don't like things and though people who don't like things are people who's going to be more vocal about it than people who do like things Mm. i could tweet be like oh i really am enjoying far cry 6 having a great time thanks and then someone's gonna be like far cry 6 is the worst game i've ever played i hate it everything about it sucks and the fact that it's a female protagonist oh i'm so angry and it's just like okay cool that tweet's probably gonna have more people interacting with Mm -hmm. it because that's probably gonna have people going like well actually i kind of enjoyed the game and everyone being like no you're stupid um so it's kind of this back and forth of like obviously there's always going to be people who are very loudly not happy and people who are very loudly happy, but there's always going to be one that outweighs the other. So whether they should listen to fans is difficult because I think that it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the fans are thinking because there's so many vocal people on kind of more on the negative side than on the positive side. And I'm not saying that's not, not always justified. Sometimes games don't work. Like Cyberpunk did deserve some of the fan feedback that was negative because the game did not work Mm. and that is something that obviously we can go well that fan feedback was correct but not every game has that fan feedback cyberpunk sorry yeah mold cyberpunk yes um but i also think that some games slash companies don't care about what their fans Mm. think and they kind of live in an echo chamber of oh the fans really like this game because Mm. those core group of fans really like this game therefore this game's a 10 out of 10 um and again that is they not every company but some definitely do go they really enjoy it so the game's fab no changes need to be made let's just do that again um and it is hard to kind of figure out what is the truth about a game yeah it can work out the opposite way so like whether it's um you know fans saying oh pokemon sword and shield's rubbish uh 
but then maybe the wider gaming audience is like, oh, it's good. I'm enjoying this. Mm. I'm a child and I like it. Yeah. Or as you say, it could be the other way around where maybe a new game comes out. Most people are like, what the hell is this? This is terrible. Mm. But the developer or the publisher is maybe perhaps focusing on like this core group that's going, yeah, more yeah. of this. So yeah, it can work both ways. But I don't know how much fan feedback affects sales, really. I mean, it affected Cyberpunk, but only after everyone had already bought it slash asked for it for Christmas. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know how much it genuinely actually affects sales, fan feedback. But I think there's nothing that really can affect sales anymore. I think that everyone's got their own individual like proclivities. sounding board and mm. proclivities. So my Twitter's completely different to your Twitter, I imagine. And yeah. you will hear different things than what I hear. So what's to stop me from buying a game well on my feed everyone says it's good but on your feed everyone says it's bad mm. every individual has such an individual like response to the internet and to the content that's online so every individual is going to have make their own decisions and that's why i don't think necessarily fan feedback will affect sales very much for most games yeah i i mean the answer to the question do you think fan feedback really hits sales it doesn't mm -mm. Like, I, I just I don't think it does ultimately because as both of you have pointed out we're in a a bubble of a tiny minority of of core players who are plugged into the industry you know who who mm. keep up with what's going on who know what game development is and, and how it works we are such a small minority of people who end up buying games most games anyway that while our opinions do matter and they should be voiced, especially if there are problems with a game, mm -hmm. uh, the developers and publishers don't have to listen to it. Thing is, they often do, but it's in the form of an apology or a promise to patch things. Like mm -hmm. if we if we move Pokemon Sword and Shield to one side, I think we can all agree that it's a fine game, regardless of whether or not you like it. Mm -hmm. We talk about cyberpunk, yeah. which did sell an obscene amount of copies. Mm -hmm. As you pointed out, most of them from pre-orders and probably most of them from people who didn't know better. But a lot of people got burned because people didn't know what this game was going to be like until it came out because they were very, very sneaky and they deliberately didn't show things. Yeah. You know, they didn't yeah. show it running on last gen. They had a very, very controlled hands-on session with press. Mm. Uh, so a lot of people didn't know. Sold a disgusting amount of copies they knew exactly the condition that game was in when they decided to yeah. make it. it go gold mm -hmm. same with gta trilogy they knew what that game was like there's no way either of those games got through qa at all mm. like full stop they decided to push those out yeah and they knew that the only people who would buy it day one are the core players the people who knew it was coming the people who were excited for it the people who they could get away with selling it to and then immediately because there's no way again they hadn't there's no way they they didn't know that they were going to immediately apologize and then think well we're just going to spend the next two months patching it on the lead up yeah. to christmas anyway that seems to be the philosophy of a lot of studios now is that no the game's not ready but we'll just release it we'll sell it to the idiots the people who are gonna buy it which is us mm. And then we'll just patch it until we'll say we're sorry and then we'll patch it. Um, certainly in the case of a Star Wars Battlefront 2, yeah. where government agencies are involved and it's making sort of headline news in mainstream non-gaming publications, mm. then you've got a real problem. Mm. That's very different. And at that point, 
developers and publishers aren't listening to their fans. They're listening to outside pressure yeah. uh, because their shareholders who probably don't play games are saying, why am I on Fox News? Yes. Why am I, you know, in, in newspapers? Mm. Why is our game being talked about like this? You know, and so on. So they should listen to fans. But the apologies and the patches seemingly are just part of the strategy now. Yeah. Like they're just they're just part and parcel and they're accepted. Um, but the casual players, the kids, they don't know the difference. They're they're not stupid, but they're not as privy as we are to how the industry works. So they their their voices, if they are to be heard, usually probably just aren't even voiced. Because yeah. they wouldn't even know where to direct that kind of stuff apart from angry, poorly worded comments on Facebook, which you do see <laughs> quite yeah. often. As far as a publisher is concerned, the question isn't does fan feedback affect sales? It's like, does do sales affect future games? You mm. know, that mm. that's how you, you have to vote with your wallet. You can't you can't just say this game was bad, you should do better and expect them to do better. You have to say that and hopefully not have bought the game already or, you know, um, not continue to support it via microtransactions or whatever it is. You know, the, the way that these companies make decisions is whether it did the sales and made the money, not mm. whether people say this is good or bad, but hey, I yeah. actually made a load of money anyway. They'll just do more of it. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah, if they release uh, Far Cry 6 and it sells 7 million copies, but review scores are sort of in the mid-70s on, on average, well, that would definitely affect a game that's perhaps a 1 million or less seller. They just know they that already. Pe 6 million people bought this, so do that again. Yeah, mm. It's what Call of Duty does. Mm. It's definitely what Ubisoft does with a lot of their franchises. Um, but yeah, are you cold? Yeah. It's it so flipping cold in here. Uh, so we'll we'll wrap that up there unless anybody else has anything to say. But That's I correct. think we're all in agreement that fandoms are very small in the grand scheme of things. And while developers and uh, certainly I'd say press officers and, and PR people do put a lot of effort into communicating directly with, with communities and, may, and engaging with them and doing things for them, Ultimately, that's just a small part of the strategy to almost yeah. placate that audience and everybody else will just buy whatever's there mm -hmm. because it's got Pokemon on the box because it's got Far Cry on the box mm. or whatever. But yeah, pretty much. There we are. Yeah. Of course, let us know what you think in the comments and on various places around the internet. Peter's going to tell you a few of them right now. Hello. We're Team Triple Jump. YouTube.com forward slash Team Triple Jump and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. It's where we stream in both places. And of course, we put videos out on YouTube. Uh, when we're streaming on Twitch, you can uh, perhaps, if you've got Amazon Prime, <laughs> you could subscribe to us via Amazon Prime, Twitch Prime thing. It doesn't <laughs> cost you anything extra. Uh, and Jeffrey Bezos' special source. Yeah. Uh, and streams on both of those platforms are modded by Lord Brotovich, Trialing Badger, and Mr. Black. Thank you, mods. Thank you. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump is where you can go for all of our social media presence. Um, I don't like the way you're looking at me, Ashton. I thought, I'm just listening. No, Sorry. No, I just thought you were looking at me like I'd missed something. And no, it, no, it I really was... really threw me off. Sorry, I can look away. No, no, you can look at me, but it, it, you just sort of went... Just stare down the camera. <laughs> and I thought you were trying to catch my eye. And no, say, sorry, I was just listening. You forgot to say about no, uh, no, Jeff Bezos. No, no, I was just listening. <laughs> okay, th you can look at me, it's fine. No, no, I'll just stare down the camera. Right, okay. Uh, we have video and live stream announcements and the like over on Twitter. And uh, we've got some legacy video content on Facebook uh, and, and the weird news posts and things like that. Uh, Razor, thank you for looking after social media for us. 
Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump is where you can go for our Patreon to look at all of the different tiers, including uh, asking questions on this podcast mm. and getting access to the other podcast mm. as well. Ashton. Thank you, Peter. Um, we have a website. It's triple J dot mup. That's triple J U dot M P. Spells jump. Um, if you want to join our Discord, where all of our lovely community hang out and talk to each other, it's grand old time. You can go to triplejet.mup forward slash Discord. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And if they tell you to do something, do it. Um, we have a big listen to our podcast in all of its audio forms. Maybe you really like Spotify and you've been listening to our podcast a lot. And we're your number one podcast and your Spotify wrapped. Tag us in that on Twitter. And we'll give you a like. Um, but if you want to find out where you can listen to it, you can go to triplejet.map forward slash, oh, I've just bonked the mic again, forward slash podcast. Um, all of our live stream vods, there's lots of live streams per week. We all do one on our own and we do one together. And if you miss it, you can go to triplejet.map forward slash vods and watch back all the streams. And last but not least, if you want to buy our sick and cool merch like this, da, 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 do you have one da. on? You can't buy this. Um, You can go to triplejumpshop.com and check out our new merch. We should be releasing some new merch very, very soon. Really soon. Final design's approved. So hopefully have dropped already, but probably not. Oh, God, that'd be nice. We were saying earlier this week that I think we would have done it today or tomorrow but i don't think it's going to if we were if we were ready yeah yeah potentially maybe next early early this week so if you're still Um, looking for christmas presents yeah and if you want to find out when it gets released make sure you're following triple jump shop on twitter that's where all of the merch information is why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton, myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. On YouTube. The rest of the streams being solo streams on Twitch. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday and we do shows once every, well, all the time. We do shows all the time. All the time. No words there. Uh, like. Leave a review on iTunes. Five stars, please. Five stars, please. Uh, or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Yeah. Go follow our Facebook page. Do it. Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. 10,000 likes. Please, 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 please. It's all we want for Christmas. And we're then over potentially halfway the new there year now. If we're not there. <sighs> what well did we do yesterday? Well over halfway. We opened the tat so much. We recorded for about six, six hours. Six hours. Uh, and we... There is so many things in our streaming room right now it's a pile of just we got we finished we were like we'll deal with this tomorrow it's 7 p.m yeah we got loads of worse games which is good we got loads of eatable things and less eatable things and we ate them and we all three of us felt kind of sick by the end Mm. yes that's true i was walking home and like i I felt fluttery Mm -hmm. it was very strange yeah yeah really odd it's full of sugar Mm. episode six of after dark let's try that again episode six of after dark is available for patrons now if you want to go check out our thoughts on various things that aren't video game related you can go go check that out it's a quality podcast it is a quality podcast yes um and i believe that's all for now thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it We'll, we'll be back next week i don't know how many weeks we got left before christmas about let's see three so yeah so we yeah, got right. we got a podcast this week we'll have a podcast next week um 
And then the podcast the Your week Christmas after, Day. the 18th of the podcast. Well, I don't know if we'll be doing one for the 25th. We could do. Okay. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll, we'll do, see. We'll, we'll, do a double, we'll do a double bill maybe and record two podcasts in one. We'll make it clear in the Patreon post when we're doing our Christmas-specific episode. Mm. So if you have any Christmas-related gaming questions, that will be the time for them. Uh, please hold them until then. Ashton, who are we sponsored by? We're sponsored by... Mild Cider Punk, AC Vodkala, Doom Bar, uh, Doom Bar, Ratchet and Clink, all part of the PlayStation end of beer sale. Fantastic. Take care of yourselves, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.